25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Let's go. Hour number two of the show off and running. We're underway. Thanks for tuning in and listening, however you're listening, wherever you're listening from. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. And we stay connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, another great Mississippi company. C Spire, customer inspired, the number one network here in our state. All right, so you can be a part of the show as always. Hit me up, call me, text me. Call the Divinity phone at 995 1059. I'll give you that number again. Don't fret if you're just hearing it for the first time. If you'd like to text this show, that'd be great too on the Country Please and Text Line, Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves across the southeast so here you go 885 espn that's the number to text 885 espn or 885-3776 i have a question for y'all roger i want to know what you think too is all cheating the same Are there varying levels of cheating? Is a cheater permanently a cheater? You know what I'm saying. Is it all the same? Is all cheating the same? Is cheating cheating? Once a cheater, always a cheater. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but that's probably not a bad rule of thumb. Yeah. If I wanted to see, like, you know, there's... You go biblical, you know, all sin is sin. Right. If You know, that's right. Like, God can't be in the presence of or look at any of it. Sin is sin. But, I'll be honest with you also, I've read the Bible, and there's some of it he makes it sound worse than others. <laughs> you okay? To varying degrees. So, I, here's what I'm saying. I've heard somebody say, well, this this Astros using cameras and buzzers and banging drums to let the pitcher know, let the hitter know what pitch is being thrown. This stuff's worse than steroids. Well, is it? If something is against a rule and you go break a rule, you're a rule breaker. You cheated to get an advantage. What's the difference? What's the difference? Okay. That, so you, you either know how you feel on that 
or you're thinking right now. One or the other. Again, is all cheating the same? Raise your hand if you are a baseball fan and have been for a long time and you know that players have used steroids and gotten away with it and players know that players have used steroids and gotten away with it and owners and managers and media know that players have used steroids and have gotten away with it. Right? Everybody's hands up. Well, they cheated. But with this thing with the Astros, this is not an opinion. It is a fact. Players, Major League Baseball players, are being more vocal about this. They are speaking up and out more about this than they ever have pretty much anything else. There's an article right now on ESPN. Why Major League Baseball players are speaking up about sign-stealing like nothing else ever. Now you see why I asked the question. I mean, what's cheating? It's doing something that's a, an intentional breaking of rules in order to get a leg up. That's cheating, right? That's what it is. Now, was what they did there the use of technology that offended everybody That's you it. know like mm-hmm. what one guy's cheating is another guy's being very observant that's right at what point do you cross the line at what point do you cross the line and everybody agrees that setting up cameras to spy and then alert the hitter while he's in the batter's box now they have not proven this whole buzzer thing but they wear they wore buzzers okay it's it's basically known it's just a matter of they didn't necessarily like Come down and prove it. It's known, though. The guys had buzzers, you know, taped to their shoulder. And they get fastball. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's even video like of dog training collar. There's even video of one guy, one hitter, that taped the buzzer to the end of his bat because if it buzzed, he could feel it. And he swung at a ball and missed, and the buzzer came off. And in the middle of the game, televised, nobody really knew what was going on. It looked like a Band-Aid. He reaches down, picks it up. It sticks to his finger. He couldn't get it unstuck from his finger. Had it just hit with it stuck to his finger. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It's a true story I'm talking about. So they, they went way too far. But what I'm asking you is, what about uh, what about Barry Bonds using steroids? Oh, well, Matt, he never got popped with a big suspension. Oh, he didn't? He's not in the Hall of Fame and ain't going to be. So what's real here? What do they know? Well, one thing they do know is that he went from about 170 to about 270. I'm talking about pounds. He went from little bitty size uh, fitted hat to the biggest size fitted hat. Okay, nobody questions it. But nobody's ever gone off. These players have never just come out and just, I'm talking, give me a megaphone, I'll shout it from the mountaintop about how sorry the Astros are. Nobody's ever done it the way the players are now throughout 
Major League Baseball. It's sad for baseball. Um, you know, it's tough. You know, they, they cheated. This is Mike Trout, the game's wealthiest, foremost star, the best player. And, um, you know, just I don't agree with the, the punishments. You know, the player's not, uh, you know, getting anything. You know, there was a player-driven, uh, you know, thing. Uh, you know, it's it sucks, too, because... Like you said, a guy's career has been affected. Uh, a lot of people, you know, lost jobs. It's it's uh, it was tough. You know, it would be me going up to the plate, knowing what's coming. It'd be uh, pretty fun up there. <laughs> so um, you know, it's just like I said, it's a lot of guys lost respect for for some of the guys, and you know, it's it seems like every day something new comes out. So Themselves. just trying to explain what happened. You know, you read a lot of stuff in the paper, and you know, once you read something. Uh, a lot of people jump to that conclusion, but uh, sometimes it's right, sometimes it's it's false. It's uh, you know, it's like I said, it was a tough, tough off season to see that you know, as a as a baseball player, and you know, you, you just hope uh, Major League Baseball cleans it up and uh, we play uh, you know good baseball from here on out. All right, that's Mike Trout. Chris, hang on, I'm coming to you. Nick Markakis said the Astros should be drug out of the dugout and beaten. You know, it's anger. Uh, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. You know, it's, it's wrong. They're messing with people's careers. You know, I know we're all competitive and we're all we're out there competing, but there's right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. And uh, I 100% disagree with the way they did it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people uh, that were hurt by it, um, and it was wrong. Aaron Judge finished second in the MVP voting that year to a player, Altuve, for the Astros. Wasn't a fan of the punishment. I thought that was a little weak for, you know, a player-driven scheme that no players, you know, involved got any punishments. Even, you know, thinking about, you know, who it affected. You know, it didn't only affect us as the Yankees. You know, it affected, like I said earlier, the fans of the game. You know, and even other guys, the guys that lost their jobs because of it, guys that, you know, went into Houston and got beat up a little bit and never made it back to the big leagues. You know, that's another thing for me that's, you know, kind of really can't tolerate that, you know, for the guys that are going there playing a fair and square and, you know, get beat up a little bit and now they're out of a job because of it. That's, that ain't right. And, and there's a couple more things here. Back to Mark Kakis, the brave star who is the consummate pro. He's fed up with the commissioner. I think the commissioner completely handled it the wrong way. Um, but, you know, that's the way he did it, and, you know, that's the way we got to live with it. But, uh, you know, I know a lot of people disagree with him, and uh, the way he handled the situation, he should be embarrassed of himself. That's a Major League Baseball player talking about the Major League Baseball commissioner. You know what? It's As I was listening, you know, the player-driven scheme, you were talking about Barry Bonds. Well, he was cheating on his own, but these guys were colluding as an entire team. Yep, had it planned out. Yeah, that that is worse. The aforementioned Commissioner of Baseball, Rob Manfred. One of the principal complaints seems to be that the Houston players were not disciplined, and you know that lack of discipline, the immunity was negotiated with the union that represents players. Really? Did you hear what he just said? There's a, an outcry. Blame it on the union. <laughs> There's an outcry among the players, he says, about the lack of punishment for Astros players. But this immunity that was given to some of them for their testimony is something that their own Players Association negotiated. 
All right. Let that sink in. We'll come back to it. Chris is hanging on for a good little while here on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, Chris. What's up, Matt? Yo, what's happening? Hey, man. Um, I've called all three shows today. Um, good. I appreciate all of y'all. y'all. Y'all keep a truck driver pretty entertained the whole day long. Good. You know, Thank you. and I don't know if you heard it, but but um, Bo called Snoop. Bo called. Uh, oh man. Blake Snoopy earlier today, so I thought that was, <laughs> from now on there's no for me it was Bo and Snoopy show, and I, I heard I heard Roger laughing in the background. I said, "Well then, uh, that's fantastic." If he's Snoopy, <laughs> why did he call him that? I heard, I, like for what reason did he call him Snoopy? Just because he's all over the place and, <laughs> and a little bit a little bit crazy, but. I asked him, I said, well, if, if Blake was Snoopy, then that means that Jackson was a little kid that walked around with a thumb in his mouth and his blanket all the time then when he was with y'all. And he started laughing. He said, you're exactly right. Linus. But anyway, and then we got the Chris Brooks and Cranky show because Beaver's very cranky and he's always, seems like he's in a bad mood. So. I've noticed I don't that. know if you read that text he he sent me a text message right after right after that dude after he got on y'all's show, and because I said something about you not being a jerk. But anyway, um, I think that I really and and I can't after y'all get off there. I can't listen no more. I can't listen to geriatric Gary. I mean that's just, that, that that it's just crazy. I mean, have you ever have you ever stopped? <laughs> Have you ever thought about, like, sit down and actually thought about the, the probably the the median age of the people that call that show? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know. But anyway, um, y'all, I, I mean, hey, I heard some stuff the other day on that very uh, that Braves podcast I was telling you about, uh -huh, right? Where they were asking about steroids, and you know. You know, Barry Bonds is made out to be one of the worst players ever because he took steroids. But then they also have, you know, Mickey Mantle saying that, oh, well, when I was hurt, I took this synthetic thing that that made me, you know, recover faster. Mm -hmm. I mean, and nobody ever crucified him for it. Yeah. Nobody's there. They didn't keep him out of the Hall of Fame for it. I mean, that's been going on for decades. I mean, and I just think that's ridiculous. But these Houston Astros, I mean, that's the New England Patriots of baseball. Mm. I mean, you can't. That's just it's ridiculous. Why? Why would you? I mean, I understand why they did it. But still, I think it's just wrong that they videotaped it. Yeah, and I'll tell you something I'm going to research, Chris. Um, I saw the link. I think it was yesterday, and I did not have time to click and read. But I wanted, there's a story about the kid um, – who was in the Astros organization, and I believe he's a young player who uh, is from Mississippi originally, who, in the story about him yeah. was, he refused to do it. Um, and I'm going to look yeah. that up and see who that was. and I, Because I think there are a lot of players, and I think part of the reaction of this is guys like Trout and Marcakis, that if one of their players came to them, one of their teammates came to them and said, hey, we're going to do this thing like this, and do you want in on it? I think those guys legitimately, I really believe them, that they would put a stop to it. They would not let it go on on their teams. Like, Markakis is, is kind of like the – he's the no-emotion 
stone-faced, tough guy in the Braves clubhouse. Like, whatever Marcakis says, that's how they do it. Nobody yeah. messes with Nick Marcakis. And if he's, and if somebody were to come to him and say, hey, we're going to do this, I'm telling you, they wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And I think that's why they're going off. But, you know, to make the steroids parallel, Chris, there have always been guys who felt the same way about steroids. You know? So... I, I would have... I'm just going to be honest with you. Back when I was playing baseball, it wouldn't have mattered if you'd have told me a slider or a curve was coming because I couldn't hit it anyway. <laughs> but you threw that change, you threw that change up up there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you watch it fly. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that is the way it is, and I mean, yeah. therein lies the reason why I quit playing baseball because I realized that I couldn't hit no slider or curve or no fastball, so it wasn't yeah. going to matter. Anything crooked. How good I got. Chris, yeah, be great. safe on the road. Well, you have a great day, man. And All right. Talk to you all later. And see ya. See ya. Thanks for the call, Chris. A treat on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Louvier. Good to hear from you, Louvier. What's up? Ooh, good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. Listen, I had to go down to Amit City and meet my father-in-law, yeah? Yep. And uh, he has some supplies for me for the Crew de Rue Gumbo Cook-Off this weekend at the mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Amphitheater. And we walked in the bar. It might take me a little while to shake the accent since I've been down there for so long. It was about two hours. And <laughs> we went into a place to get a po' boy and a beer, and there was a sign that said, Talking Dog, $10. And so we went in and ordered our po' boy. I asked the man, I said, You got a talking dog? He said, Yeah. I said, Could I talk to him? He said, Yeah. I went to the back, and there's an old black lab laying on the mat. I said, you were talking dog? He said, man, yeah. I said, well, what's your story? He said, well, they figured out I could talk right away. They sent me with the CIA. I was uh, on Taliban task force, and then they brought me home after my deployment, and I went to the drug enforcement agency, you know, trying to uh, bust some big drug busts. Then I met me a nice golden lab. We had us some puppies, and, you know, they gave me a nice pension, and here I am. <laughs> well, I went back up front. I said, Boudreaux, why so little for that talking dog? He said, man, that dog is a liar. He didn't do none of that. He's been here all his life. <laughs> <laughs> now, why? That's a true story, I guarantee. <laughs> I, don't care if it's true or, I don't care if it's true or not. It's funny, and I appreciate the story. And <laughs> And I'll just say to Louvier and everybody else, hey, Louvier, at the Gumbo Festival at the Brandon Amphitheater on the 22nd, your official sausage of the Gumbo Festival is country-pleasing sausage. So make sure you say country-pleasing, please. Thanks for the call, Louvier. Thank you, buddy. That's a great story. (laughs) That dog's a liar. He's been here his whole life. Oh, I love it. Uh, on cheating, the, the original question was, is all cheating the same? Jonathan, on the country-pleasing text, says, Example A, move your golf ball to improve your life. Example B, wife finds you at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person. I'd say no. Well, in that context, I think you'd be right. Um. Casper, is this Casper? Casper says right is right, wrong is wrong. It's that simple. Bulldog Wes says, Matt, you need to ask a Tom Brady and Patriots fan that question. L-O-L. 
It's just a little cheating. It's like lies versus little white lies. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Who sang that? I don't even know, but I know the song. Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I knew Roger would know. You've been spinning those tunes your whole life. You know. Jason on the text line says, there are degrees of cheating based on the rules. Also, we aren't God. It's not our job to judge. So we can't be bound to what we think God's judgment would be. The only thing I think I'm bound to, Jason, is what it says in the Bible. I'm a Bible believer. And I know there are a lot of people that aren't. If it's in there, I believe it. And if it's not, I don't know. But if it's in there, I believe it. Okay. And then let's see here. Um, From Salty Jack on the Country Pleasing text line. Not to look too far ahead, but the dogs get a shot at the number one team, Texas Tech, in collegiate baseball, the number one, in about a month down in Biloxi. As a Northwest Florida resident, that puts the game in my radius, though I would probably need a day off of work. He says, oh, on my last trip to Disney, I met Jake Mangum's mom thanks to wearing a nice state sweatshirt. Interesting you bring that up. Because uh, baseball at Mississippi State just put out on Twitter five minutes ago that on Saturday at the Mississippi State-Oregon State game on Saturday, it is Hits King Day, the first 1,000 fans in Duty Noble on Saturday will get a miniature Jake Mangum signed bat. It has his name and it says SEC Hits Career Leader. And then it says 383 with a Jake Mangum autograph. Interesting you brought that up. Back after this in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Tell me lies. Sweet little lies. Sweet little lies. We get told sweet little lies all the time. It's not, you know, lies aren't a problem until somebody believes it. (laughs) Hey, all your friends are doing it. It must be cool. (laughs) right sweet little lies oh it'll be all right nobody will find out (laughs) yeah they will they always do and boy who sings that that was uh stevie nicks is the lead singer there but that's fleetwood mac fleetwood mac okay one of their later albums okay good stuff all right, y'all text me on the um, country please and text. It's 885-ESPN, 601 number, 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. I'm circling back over here. There's more information for you. Um, you heard the clip of Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball. Uh, this is not all about baseball. This This has a... This has a life parallel, I think, for a lot of us. When you when you look at a conundrum like what baseball is in right now. So players are more vocal than ever about 
how awful the transgressions of the Astros are. They're much more vocal and open about it than they have ever been about steroids. One of the things they're vocal about is, well, they should have punished the players. Can't believe they didn't punish the players. Rob Manfred ought to be ashamed of himself. Rob Manfred yesterday in a press conference, a news conference, said, hey, well, part of it, the fault is not, the reason we didn't punish the players, they voted for that in their recent Players Association negotiations. Say that five times fast. Here's a quote from that news conference yesterday. The union indicated to us that that would be a problem. We went back and suggested to them we would give them an initial list of people, players, that we would grant immunity to, preserving our ability to discipline other players. And the union came back and said that players would cooperate only if there was blanket immunity. Because we were at a bit of a stalemate. We knew we needed player witnesses. We agreed to that immunity agreement. Another quote from Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Baseball. Let me be clear. We would not have gotten where we got in terms of understanding the facts, learning the facts, disclosing the facts, if we hadn't reached that agreement. Side note, that agreement being blanket immunity for the players. He said, so I'm not being critical of anyone, but the fact of the matter is the union wanted an immunity agreement to protect their members, and that's how we got there. It was a part of his news conference yesterday. One of the principal complaints seems to be that the Houston players were not disciplined, and you know that lack of discipline, the immunity, was negotiated with the union that represents players. Today, fast forward, Major League Baseball Players Association denies Rob Manfred's claim that the union blocked Astros interviews until players had immunity. <laughs> oh, they deny it. Now they're saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. The full statement. The day after The Athletic published its November 12th article. Major League Baseball informed the Players Association it would be conducting an investigation. On and on and on. Read on down the page. Any suggestion that the association failed to cooperate with the commissioner's investigation, obstructed the investigation, or otherwise took positions which led to a stalemate in the investigation is completely untrue. We acted to protect the rights of our members, as is our obligation under the law. And on and on. The Players Association sought and received confirmation from the league that the players interviewed and any other players would not be disciplined in connection with the allegations made in the article. Yeah. So now we have uh, devolved right on down to a he said, she said in this deal. I don't know. I've never really heard any of them be as angry about Somebody juicing up <laughs> as they are about the Astros stealing signs. Back to the original question. Cheating, cheating. Casper uh, earlier on the country pleasing text said, right is right, wrong is wrong. It's that simple. 
Matt, I sent you an incomplete thought. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Good is good. Evil is evil. A lie is a lie. And the truth is the truth. Anyone that doesn't believe that is either a, a current or future politician. <laughs> Jason is saying, so it was the union. Jason, listen, that is my understanding. You know, again, the commissioner of baseball, he's caught heat, but he's starting to catch heat now in these player interviews for not disciplining the players. Again, I'm going back to, uh, it's a little redundant, but I'm going back to Nick Markakis of the Atlanta Braves, one of the more highly thought of players in the entire league. You know, it's anger. Uh, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. You know, it's, it's wrong. They're messing with people's careers. You know, I know we're all competitive and we're all we're out there competing, but there's right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. And uh, I 100% disagree with the way they did it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people uh, that were hurt by it, um, and it was wrong. His biggest issue is with the fact that the players, whether they admitted stuff or cooperated or not, weren't punished. That's his biggest issue. Rob Manfred said that they went back to the Players Association, said that they would grant immunity to players that they interviewed on an initial list of players they wanted to talk to. And he says, and then the union came back and said that the only way these players are going to cooperate is if there is blanket immunity for all players. This is the Major League Baseball Players Association. That was his claim. And then as soon as he claimed it publicly, Players Association says, no, no, no. But when you read what they said about it in their statement, I think Manfred is correct. I read their statement, and, and it sounds to me that that's exactly what they did. Their statement said, Major League Baseball said from the outset that it was not its intentions to discipline players. It was not surprising because the applicable rules did not allow for player discipline. It's right there, as Willy Wonka said, in plain English, in black and white, this was not surprising that they said they didn't want to discipline players because the applicable rules did not allow for player discipline. It's right there. So I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying we get to this point in this whole deal, and I've got Mike Trout, and I've got Nick Markakis, who I'm a fan of, and I've got Aaron Judge, and all these, and Bellinger, and all these guys publicly giving interviews, and they're standing up on their box, and they're talking about cheating. They've never come down hard on anybody for using steroids. And in this case, they're mad they didn't punish the players, and their own play, Players Association has negotiated a rule that won't allow them to punish players. The facts are the facts. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
All right. Back with you on the show. Casper texted the show and said, on the country pleasing text line, you're kidding yourself if you think that the Astros were the only ones doing this. What they did was wrong. But stealing signs has been around since the 50s. At MC, Division Three Baseball, we had a player assigned to watch opposing teams' dugouts and try and decipher pitches. Say what you want, but it's a part of baseball. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. You know, to that text, I, if if I knew you and you were a buddy that wouldn't take it the wrong way or, or whatever, I would just reply with a great big, duh. <laughs> because uh, as we've talked about a lot, when this story first came out, as we've talked about on this show, I... You know, stealing signs, everybody knows that. You're you're stealing them with your eyes if you pick up with on it. If I'm in the opposing dugout, I'm not playing. I'm, that might be one way I contribute to the team. I'm going to watch over there and see if the, if the coach is signaling in the signs, if I can see him and pick up what the signal is into the catcher for a fastball or a curveball, you know, or, or, or any of that. Yeah, I mean, it's all part of it. I even told a story about doing that once in high school. It was my senior year of high school. We were playing an early season on the road, a little doubleheader against, um, uh, I guess it was it was either Mary Montgomery there in Mobile or somebody, Satsuma, somebody. And sure enough, I, I was dead on. After about three innings, I was dead on. Every single pitch being thrown to the plate, I'm calling it because I'm watching the signal come out of the opposing dugout. And so I started alerting the hitters on my team. If I yelled their name from the dugout, it was a fastball. If I yelled their number... It was a breaking ball. I did it. But, you know, we didn't. It Coach w- didn't like it, as I recall. Well, what I said is, to. he says, he came by and he said, hey, what's going on? I said, I got the signals. He said, whose? I said, theirs. Every pitch, I know it's coming. He said, I'm letting our guys know. I said, I'm letting our guys know. And he didn't tell me to stop. He just kind of walked away. <laughs> um, but the point is, it wasn't like we went down there and installed a camera. I mean, I just when picked does them it up. Become, when does it become not just part of baseball it, uh, when you use binoculars or? Nah, I mean, binoculars. Unaided is, eye, is that okay? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's whatever the rule is. If, if the rule allows you to have your unaided eye on the field and you pick up their signals, fine. Yeah, telescopic the, lens. Yeah, you know? right. If the rule is not that, you know, little Johnny's dad can't put up a tree stand out in center field and. You know, start, out. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got a walkie-talkie into the dugout. Fastball, fastball, <laughs> out. You know, he can't do that, but this is a different deal. And, um, you know, why do players and coaches use signals in the first place? So the other guys don't know what we're doing. Right? I mean, why are they giving signals in the first place instead of just going, hey, throw a fastball, right? And they don't want me to know. Maybe they need to improve their code. Every week in football, we would change signals because we knew the other teams were watching tape of it. Yeah, so it's been going on forever. It's just that during live games, this Astros thing is different. Paul in Forest on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. How you doing? Just right. Good talking to you again. I was just going to weigh in on the uh, cheating is cheating, cheating, and whatnot, but, and I've been, and I'll, and I'll say that I've been an avid baseball fan my entire life, played baseball, coached, uh, summer league teams like for Babe Ruth and, 
used to be an avid major league baseball fan. I'm still an avid fan, but only of college baseball. I've just kind of lost uh, interest in professional baseball. And a lot of it is because of things like this and, you know, and one of the call, one of the texters told you earlier it was probably going on with other uh, teams, and it probably has been. But it is a outcry. And, you know, and you were talking about Barry Bonds, and you made the comment, but he's not going to get into the Hall of Fame. And, and but back to your question, is cheating, cheating. Uh, Pete Rose, who I still believe is one of the greatest baseball players of all time, was banned from baseball for life for betting on his own team. Mm-hmm. And then you have something happen like this, and the players' union has negotiated where the players have total immunity, so there's, they're not going to incur any punishment for something that I consider so much more egregious than a player like Pete Rose betting on his own team That's and right. banned for life. I mean... <laughs> And if you want to ask what's fair, is this equitable, is cheating cheating? Well, there's definitely degrees of cheating based on the consequences of the cheating. And Pete Rose bet on his own freaking team, and he's going for life. And these guys are getting away with what I consider to be probably the most egregious thing I've heard of in baseball. Yes, Stealing signs has always been around. Well, it's but always been it was around. Done by just like you just said. Yeah. By by you know the cunning of you know that was you know, that was part of the strategy trying to figure out the other team's signals. I mean, I did it. I did it as a coach. I did it as a player. But that's a big difference than using electronics and buzzers and all of this other stuff. I mean, it's and just I'm sorry, and I know I sound passionate about it, but. The fact that a player like Pete Rose can be banned for life, one of the greatest baseball players that ever put on a uniform for betting on his same team, and these guys get away with no consequences and no punishment or no judgment, no, cheating is not cheating. You can't compare it all and say, if you cheat, you're a cheater, because the consequences are just so unfair in Major League Baseball to me, in the last 20 years, it's become a freaking joke. Between stuff like this and steroids and people signing $45 million a year contract, it's just, it's just crazy. And the more, the, uh, the, more money, the more money you inject into something, Paul, the more corrupt it will become over time. That, and, that is exactly right. And that's always and, and been true. One, one, one comment I'll make, I read an article today on ESPN and and Stanton, the player, the the hitter for the Yankees, made a comment that if he knew what pitch was coming, he'd hit eighty home runs every. <laughs> and that's probably absolutely yeah. true. That's right. That's I'll exactly. conclude with that, guys. I appreciate your program. Y'all do a great job. Thanks, Paul. Uh, good call. And I can't. You're right. You you take Mike Trout, and over the course of the year, let him know what pitch is coming. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he would hit 80. He would absolutely hit 80 home runs. One of the greatest hitters ever. He'd make his bat twice as wide almost. <laughs> That's right. It would seem that way. Roger, you're going to love this. Greatest hitter ever. Only guy to ever bat 400 in a Major League Baseball season. Teddy Ballgame, Ted Williams. Listen to this right here, Roger. On this day in 1953, he played in the 40s. Also flew a 
plane in World War II. Yeah. This is 1953 after being hit by enemy fire during a combat mission in Korea. Ted Williams safely crash landed his Panther jet at Suwon's K-13 Air Base in Korea, skidding along the airstrip for nearly a mile before coming to a stop. Williams began flying combat missions just after his arrival. And in one of his first runs, the plane found enemy fire. So I'm up about 18,000 feet now, and I felt like any minute I'm going to have to bail out of this son of a So all of a sudden, this plane right behind me, little Lieutenant Hawkins, young kid, he led me back to field, and in the meantime, he's calling in, telling that, you know, he has a plane with him that's smoking. All the Marines are in the air, and all of a sudden you hear this, I got a mayday, I got a mayday. Now, we don't know who this is, but he's your brother. He's one of you, and you feel for this guy. Who is this guy? <laughs> Big explosion in the plane. And all this fire and smoke was underneath me, see? I didn't have my brakes, didn't have my wheels down. And I had nothing to slow me down. All I'm thinking about is getting on the deck. And I never will forget, as I was coming in, I'm on fire. And I hit the runway, and I skidded one mile up the runway. I really coming in fast. And I'm saying to myself, when is this dirty son of a going to stop? That's all I said. That's, that's the voice of Ted Williams in an interview uh, recounting that crash landing he had in Korea in 1953. One what? of the greatest fears, man, is catching on, having a fire on board. Mm-hmm. Can't go nowhere. He said he had a 30-foot trail of fire coming out from underneath him. That's probably burning off some fuel then. Yeah. And what's amazing, you know, so like a lot of guys, he stepped away from uh, playing professional baseball at the height of his career, flew a uh, a fighter plane in World War II, which is a, an airplane. You know, finishes his baseball career, then goes through the the short run training to go fly not an, an uh, you know a biplane or an airplane, but a jet to learn how to fly a jet, and goes to Korea and flies one in the early nineteen fifties. Takes Did they still fire. have the draft then? Was it? Yeah, I don't know. I can I, imagine I, people taking off and get yeah. that one football player that went to Afghanistan. Right. It's obviously voluntary. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's incredible. I knew you would enjoy that audio. And yeah. Looks like all the pilots I know. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. <laughs> a little colorful. Uh, and let me just tell you, I edited a whole bunch of it. A whole bunch of it, it would just <laughs> be beep, 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 beep. It would be no Sound point. Like even a whole teletype it. coming in. <laughs> right. There's no point in having it in there. Good show today. Enjoyed it. We'll do it again tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.